the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Inspiration. I can do anything. Education. Let's do this. And application. Oh boy, this is going to be good. Welcome to Like It Matters Radio. Keeping us out of the water hazard with some truth therapy and teeing up solutions for today's big issues. Here's your life caddy, Mr. Scott B. Black. Black. So welcome to the world of Mr. Black. Amen. Welcome to the world of Mr. Black. I am he, you are you, and the time is now for Like It Matters Radio. This is where we're living live, Like It Matters. And today, uh, we're going to continue what we've been doing this week. You know, it's post-leadership awakening week on Like It Matters Radio. What that means is we like to have recent graduates who went through my training, two and a half days of uh, transformational leadership training. We like to have them come on the radio and just share their experience. Um, not so you know how great I am, but I am pretty great. Not so you know that I'm out there changing the world one person at a time, because I am. I've been doing that for 30 plus years. But so you can have hope. See, hope says that no matter what's going on today, tomorrow can be better. See, hope comes down to a bunch of BS. It's a belief system. To me, hope and faith are very closely related. Um, you know, and, and, and faith requires a gap. Matter of fact, God says that without faith, it's impossible to please him. So let's change the word. Without hope, it's really impossible to please anybody. Because hope makes us lift our head up. Hope makes us look forward. Hope makes us give some extra effort. Hope makes us have a reason to do something different. Hope uh, keeps us moving forward. Hope quits us from feeling sorry for ourselves. Hope, you see what I'm saying? And as leaders, I think it is our number one commodity of a leader is hope. And that's, let's be honest. For those of us who've always been patriotic, for those of us who've always loved God and country and family, uh, right now there's not a lot of hope for America. Let's just be honest. We got men competing in women's sports and taking over women's sports. You got men becoming women and becoming women of the year. And uh, I mean, this is it's a man. just confusing. You got white people who are told that they are the biggest threat to America are white Christians. You got black people being told that everybody hates you, that the world's against you. Melanated and so, people. Yeah, so now we, we lower the bar and there's no standard if you have brown skin. If you have white skin, you're an evil, bitter, hateful, racist, bigoted, hobophobe, transophobe. Uh, what else of phobes can we add on there, right? Why does all that matter? Because you know what we believe? What we listen to over and over and over and over and over and over and over. Like the, the means of thirty to 60,000 thoughts per day. Like a 50-year history. Like a lot of trauma and drama when we were little kids that we never dealt with. And then we become teenagers who get trauma who, that we never dealt with. And then we become young adults 
who create trauma that we never deal with, and then we become parents who create trauma that we never deal with, and then you could tell a man's religion in time of despair. And abusers begat abusers, molesters begat molesters, alcoholics begat alcoholics, and that's when God, God says this, the sins of the father go three to four generations. That's not a curse. It's a sad reality. See, we pass our stuff on. And if we're going to pass stuff on, then what if, what if we passed on the good stuff instead of the bad stuff? Remember, there are three levels of living. There is survival. There is success. There is significance. And I've said this before, and I'm going to say it again. It's It's the hard path in life that leads to significance. What do I mean by the hard path? God says there's two paths. Keep it simple, soldier. Whenever God gave us choice, read the book, he only gave us two, A or B, darkness or lightness, blessing or curse, life or death, sheep or goats, redeemed or separated. Don't you hear it? Yeah, it's two. Why? Because Dr. William Marston told us in a book in the 1920s, I think it was 1923, the book, I think, I believe the title is The Emotions of Normal People. I love that title because you know what normal is? It's a setting on your dryer. Abby, if you don't, yeah. normal. <laughs> normal, that's right. If you don't believe me, go check your dryer, check your washing machine. There's a setting that says normal. Normal. The Emotions of Normal People. In the book, Dr. William Marston, who's considered the father of adult learning, he's also the creator of Wonder Woman. He created the first lie detector test as well. Dr. Marston said that adults learn in chunks of information. At the time, he said it was seven plus or minus two. A chunk could be nuclear biology. A chunk could be how we how we have a, a, a anacrine, uh, uh, what are those things called? Where a scuba, self-contained underwater breathing apparatus, right? It's an acronym. You take a whole bunch of words, and you take the first letter of each one, and you put together a phrase. That's how you learn things. That's how you pass tests. There's sometimes when I was taking a test, I would put it all in a song, right? Think about the alphabet. How did you learn the alphabet? Did you learn it as 26 separate letters? No, you did not. You learned it as one song. A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Sing along, everybody, right? <laughs> right? Matter of fact, when our kids are little and they get their homework, you know, in kindergarten or whatever, they say, what letter comes after T? And you know what we would do, parents? We would sing the song and then slow down when we got to T. L-M-N-O-P-Q-R-S-T, right? And then you're looking at them, you're bringing the hand forward. You, right, you comes after T. So we got to keep a simple soldier. Dr. Marston said at the time, 1920s, 100 years ago, we learned in seven plus or minus two chunks. Can I tell you right now, we are are feeble-minded. We rely on other devices to do what we used to do. We take a GPS. We can't get to any place because we have a computer to tell us. We have phones with a number in there. You hit someone's name so we don't know phone numbers, right? We've relied on technology so we don't do the rhythm, the rhythms, the machinations, the patterns that we used to do in our brain. Why does that matter? Because it's called atrophy. If you don't use it, you'll lose it. And so keep it simple, soldier. You don't need to know 21 irrefutable laws of leadership. You don't need to know the seven or eight highly effective uh, habits of highly effective people. You won't remember them anyways. What you do need to know is that there are three. 
There are three levels of living, survival, success, significance. God says there's two paths out there. God says one is wide. There's a lot of people on it. It's easy. It's fun. It's leading to destruction. But God says there's a second path out there. It's narrow. He says very few will find it. Very few are on it. And he tells us this warning. It is hard. He said, seek that one. For that one will get you what you want. For that one will bring you to the presence of God as friend, as father, as familiar. And so my training... I put a lot of pressure on people, not to be mean, but so they can find that hard path. And so survival is the base. We are born to survive. Our body was made to survive. You go on a diet, uh, if you don't eat enough, your body will actually store fat because they'll think it's starving. You were made to survive. We have basic needs, safety, security, to belong to a, a community, if you will. And that's the simplest one. We just survived. We're a squirrel working to get our nut. And success. Success is about making a name for ourselves, a kingdom for ourselves, a family, a legacy, a future for yourself and maybe a few others that get your overflow. Significance, however, requires others. An outcome of significance requires a change of focus. That you go from being a cistern and having others pour into you for your own good or own gain to a conduit. One who passes grace, mercy, gifts, talents, time, resources into others for a bigger vision. And today, that's what I want to talk about. Because who you are matters. And it doesn't need to be lonely at the top. When you live your life like it matters, you bring other people with you. And today on Like It Matters Radio, we're going to be joined by a recent graduate. And today I want to go on the purpose of our existence. We are significant creatures created for significant purpose to make a significant difference. In order for our actions to meet that prose, we must choose the type of vessel we will be. We can either be a conduit or a cistern. Add to that the decision, the mantras of your life, the core belief systems that govern your existential meaning. And a true conduit, living a life of significance, would claim the mantra, see a need and meet that need. And today, on Like It Matters Radio, that's what we'll talk about. I'm Black. We'll be right back. It's not getting better. It's deepening. What's the matter with you? I think your brain is going soft. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings follow Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult, and I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows, I've walked on glass, I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Salmon fishing in Alaska, at an amusement park in Green Bay, or taking a stroll through Loring Park. We're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. 
Your feet will stay warm in the cooler weather with insulated waterproof boots from Chet's Shoes. Chet's takes the time to measure your feet and make sure you have the right boots for whatever you're doing. Whether you need safety or regular toe styles, the friendly specialists at Chet's Shoes know what will work for you. Shop a local 70-year family-owned store. Visit their Spring Lake Park location or online at Chet'sShoes.com. Remember, Chet's mobile shoe service can bring the store to you. If the shoe fits, you've been to Chet's. The right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. BearingArms.com covers Second Amendment issues, self-defense, the latest gear, and more. That's BearingArms.com. When I attended the Leadership Awakening workshop, I didn't know what to expect, but I was open. The tools taught at Leadership Awakening helped me discover things about myself that were holding me back from being all God created me to be. Providential? That word coins these life-changing classes because I now realize there are works God has already created for me to walk in, and these workshops helped me to see this more clearly. I received practical insights that I am already applying to be a more focused businesswoman, influential mom to my two teenagers, an eight-and-a-half-year-old son, and patient and passionate wife. I got rid of a lot of clutter in my head. BS, they call it, belief systems that were not serving me. If you want to know what it means to empower others instead of trying to control them, if you want to build a productive team in two days, if you want to press the reset button in your life and give yourself a fresh new beginning, then do yourself and your family a favor and attend the next Leadership Awakening. It's time the giant in you comes alive. Leadership Awakening is coming to a location near you. Details at likeitmatters.net. That's likeitmatters.net. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Today, we're talking about life. Uh, what path are you on? Are you on a path of survival? Are you on a path of success? Or are you on a path of significance? Those are three different paths, and each one is a step up. Michael Joseph, uh, Joseph's son, he has an organization called Character Counts, talks about the difference between success and significance. And he says, the irony is that living a life focused on the pursuit of significance is so much more gratifying than one devoted to the treadmill of success. Whatever sacrifices are involved tend to enlarge rather than diminish personal satisfaction. Quite simply, it feels good, really, really good to be valued and valuable. See, God says we all have great value. We're all rare. God loved us enough that he sent his son to die for us. Uh, And what I used to tell other people, but I didn't believe for myself for decades, was that if you were the only person in the world, God would have died for you. Why does that matter? Because it's called sacrifice. And when we give up something of great value, it's a greater sacrifice. And so to give up the life, the bloodline, if you will, of the Messiah to shed his blood, for the value of one person shows you how valuable God considers us. So he goes on to say, so people who pursue significance are concerned with making the most out of their lives. They help others not only for the sake of those they help, but for their own sake. Get that? It's kind of selfish to give. It makes you feel good. When we use our mental material resources to make a positive difference in the lives of others, we are rewarded with a sense of satisfaction, and it's hard to get in any other way. You see, success can produce pleasure, but only significance can generate fulfillment. Sounds like good advice, right? 
And so is the timely advice attributed to Stephen Grillet, the Franco-American Quaker, who said, I expect to pass through the world but once. Any good thing, therefore, that I can do or any kindness that I can show to any fellow creature, let me do it now. Let me not defer or neglect it, for I shall not pass this way again. And we don't have to be famous to be significant. Every kind deed, kind word, thoughtful action is significant. Added up over a lifetime, in God's eyes, they make a life both significant and truly successful. That was Richard Innes who said that. And again, Galatians 6, 2 is clear. clear. Carry one another's burdens, and in this way you will fulfill the law of Christ. And I think it was Galatians or maybe um, Corinthians that said, How can the love of God be in you if you see a brother in need? And you have means to help that brother, and you don't, then the love of God is not in you. And boy, the biggest way that Christians blow people off is they do this. I'll, I'm praying for you. Hey, I can't pay my mortgage. I'm praying for you. How hey, dare my you? wife's cheating on me, and I'm praying for you. Hey, man, I'm getting ready to be homeless tomorrow. I'm praying for you. You know, I'm not downplaying the power of prayer. I believe prayer aligns us with God. Our prayer doesn't change God's direction. Our prayer connects us to the will of God. Our prayer sublimes our will to God's will. Prayer does nothing more than to call on the God of heaven that to make sure he's aware that we are hurting, that we have a desire, even though he knows it, and to line us with his will, with his way, with his word. And so we need to be significant if you truly want to honor God, if you truly want to live your life like it matters. And that means you got to decide. Life's about choices. Choices have consequences. You gotta decide. Are you gonna be a conduit or are you gonna be a cistern? See, a conduit passes uses things to pass through it. A cistern holds on to things. A cistern is a vase, a vase, a well, a pit, a bowl, uh, a sep- receptacle. But a conduit is a pipe. It's PVC pipe. It's you. It's me. That's what you got to get. And we got to decide what are we passing through? Because as a conduit, we are just a vessel. That's what a mother, if you think about it, Mary was the conduit to bring God into flesh. Jesus wasn't born when he came out of Mary. He was incarnated. And Mary is not the mother of God. She's the mother of Jesus. I really offended when people call Mary the mother of God. Yes, Jesus was fully man and fully God. How dare you? But through Mary, Jesus was born of water. Remember, um, Jesus told, I think it was Nicodemus, you must be born again, first of water, then of spirit. See, Jesus was birthed through water in Mary. She is the mother of Jesus. But the spiritual part didn't come from Mary. That's where the saying is, it's a mother, a brother from another mother, right? John is my brother from another mother. John and I have different mothers, but I believe John and I have the same father. Right on. That's where, that's where a mother, I mean brother from another mother comes from. And you got to decide, what are you passing through? How about this one? How about check out this church? Chicago Church Fasting from Whiteness during Lent by ditching what? hymns written by white people. Isn't that great? Isn't this great what God's church has become? A church in suburban Chicago has told parishioners it will abstain from performing any music, ready for this, that is associated with white people. Denied. Yeah. Yeah. 
I don't know what that means. That, does, does a white person ever sing this? Has a white person ever read this? Did a white person write this? Does a white person like this? Oh, we don't what play that. Mean? Yeah. What does it mean they will abstain from performing any music associated with white people? This is what you ain't black. supposedly in God. Yeah. So in our worship service through Lent, we will not be using any music or liturgy written or composed by white people. Isn't that, the, isn't that great, the kingdom of God, how racist the kingdom of God is? Not going to do Website for the First United Church of Oak Park. There's a church to stay away from, apostate church, a church where, within, without doubt, in the pews, Satan shows up every Sunday to preach. Our music will be drawn from the African-American spiritual tradition from South Africa Freedom Songs. Good, because we know we're from South Africa from Native American traditions, and many, many more. See, this is what people are passing on. Is this the type of conduit you are, teaching racism, teaching hatred, teaching bigotry? Is that what you're going to be passing through to other people? See, we got to be a cistern or a conduit. Let me give you an example. Yesterday, true story. Yesterday, I get a phone call from a guy who went through my training a year ago. He used to be alcoholic. I think he's struggling with alcohol. Had a very dark past. He had a lot of pain, a lot of trauma, family issues. He came through my training, changed his life. Goes back home, tells me he loves me. I send him scripture every day. It's probably about a year ago, and he's been struggling. So he reached out to me, and we talked for 40 minutes, and he's sobbing and holding back the tears and all that. And I just had to speak some life into him, had to give him some hope, had to be a little firm with him. He did a no-call, no-show, said that's not how you treat people. It was his birthday this month, April, his mother's birthday. His daughter was taken from him by his her mother uh, for her birthday without his permission and didn't get to see her. His mom, who's the love of his life, died this month. So April's a bad month. So he's ready to kill himself. I think he was probably going to take his life before we talked. And so I got him 40 minutes later. He's excited. He's coming on staff in two weeks. Really pumped. And so I get this text about a half hour later. Says, good afternoon, Mr. Black. This is Ian Corsi with CarMedic. I was just talking with Tino before you spoke with him and was thinking it would be a great thing for him to get back in the atmosphere of your class. And then he called and told me you offered him an opportunity and it's paid for. I just wanted to say how awesome God was, and he seemed extremely excited to get this opportunity. Uh, you made a great difference. Have a great day. And I said, this is what I responded back. Awesome. This is what I do when I'm not on the radio or in class. I'm a free agent for the Holy Spirit. Did you hear? I'm a conduit. I'm just a vehicle. I'm a tabernacle. I'm a tent. I'm, I'm a car. Those cars on the parking lot don't drive until someone gets in them. Then they start moving. That's you. You're the guy in the car. The car is your vehicle. But you got to let other people direct that. You got to be available for the opportunity. You got to be in the now moment. And this is where I live by the mantra see a need, meet a need. Because that's what I do. And after I said that, he said, I'm a free agent for uh, the Holy Spirit. Thanks for sharing the impact. And then he sent this back. It was just like God working immediately. It seems like he's had a rough time, Tino, recently from talking with him. I'm just baffled how that just happened. He was struggling, really hurting. You reached out. God spoke. It's changed. Definitely a God thing. And he said, I'm going to share the story with my life group. Now, here's the cool thing. After talking to Tino, I called his bias Mike up. And Mike said, oh, my gosh. And he stopped me. He wouldn't let me say anything. He said, I was just sitting here, hit a wall. My best friend's uh, in jail in Mexico. Uh, I'm, I'm struggling. I don't know where to turn. I'm talking to God. And all of a sudden, the phone rings, and it's you. That's changed his life, changed 
Tino's life, changed Ian's life. And that was what I did over an hour just by being a conduit, being available, because I live by the mantra, see a need, meet a need. I have three orphanages in Uganda that I passed out. Last year, we sent over $20,000. We can't even pay our mortgage payment. We can't pay for the radio show that costs me $3,000 a month. And yet we support other people. Why? Because we're a conduit. Uh, today, you're going to hear from one of our graduates, Mr. Woods. Here's a man I never knew, never met, and yet I changed someone's life. And then his son went through my training. It changed his life. He referred his best friend, changed his life. His best friend sent his wife. They were struggling, changed their life. And then three years later, this woman, this wife, gets a phone call from one of her high school friends. And he's struggling, wants to get married to this baby mama. She's not interested. He's struggling a lot. And she says, hey, you should reach out to Mr. Black. He could help you. I don't know this guy. He didn't have the money to pay me. It's a $2,000 class. I said, go to class. The guy who didn't know me from Adam showed up at class from a stranger, paid for his hotel, paid for his meals, poured into him. And today you're going to hear from him the impact that our training has had on this man's life. I'm white. He's black. I don't know what his political views are. I believe he's a Christian like I am. But none of that mattered. I never asked him who he shared his bed with. I never asked him what bathroom he used. I never asked him what he believed about CRT or didn't. I saw a need. I met a need. That's what it means to live a life of significance. And after the break, we'll hear from our recent graduate, Mr. Woods. I'm black. We'll be right back. Never underestimate the power of the Schwartz. Take a listen to these words about Like It Matters Leadership Awakening from a recent attendee. Leadership Awakening is like nothing else. It's incomparable to any other training that I've been through, and that's executive professional communication training to, to how to hold a fork. It, the, the Leadership Awakening is a deep mental experience where I was forced to challenge my mind in a way that I've never been challenged before and it's there's nothing like it there's 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 no way to explain it with words you have to experience it leadership awakening change your heart change your mind change your life go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next leadership awakening it's not only changing lives it's saving lives that's likeitmatters.net slash schedule In his latest book, Eric Metaxas presents the unraveling of atheism. Findings so compelling, we're bringing him to the Twin Cities to talk about it. Join us for Is Atheism Dead? A discussion with Eric Metaxas, April 28th at Plymouth Covenant Church. He'll present remarkable new evidence backed by science that defeats the idea of a creatorless universe. His quick wit will make the event come to life. Reserve your seats today at freedom1570.com. Supported by GTS HVAC. You think a lot about your family, your friends, your favorite things to do, but you know what you don't think about? Who's your plumber? Hi, I'm Kayla from Champion Plumbing, and it's okay if the only time you think of us is when something happens, like your water heater quits on you. At Champion Plumbing, we can usually install a new water heater same day. Who's your plumber? Don't think, just call. Champion Plumbing, online at championplumbing.net. That's championplumbing.net. 
We are all in the construction business, constructing memories, relationships, new ideas, and a legacy that will outlive us. Life is best imagined as a construction project. Hey, can we get that backhoe over here? At Like It Matters, we craft tools and teach you how to use them. Mr. Black has a bevy of tools to help you build your life into your dream. One of those tools is individual life counseling. The best analogy is a life caddy, because sometimes you just need another set of eyes. A second tool, books by Mr. Black, always opening up your mind. Third, workshops, where we teach people how they work and how to function at a higher level. And don't forget the daily radio show, Like It Matters, at 11 a.m. on Freedom 1570. Nice job. That's it for today. Wrap it up. Contact Mr. Black at mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Building a better you today. Likeitmatters.net. Helping people live their lives like they matter. That's mr.black at likeitmatters.net. Discover the tools to build your relationships, your vision, and your life. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. Uh, I just had a guest walk in my studio. Her name is Susan, my black cat. I'm like, push her away. One time I was on the radio and Susan came in and she clicked on my keyboard. I'm like, hello, hello, hello. And John's like, I lost connection with you. Well, because my cat stepped on the keyboard and cut me off of my feed. So, yeah, Susan loves some good radio. So she comes in and checks out my radio. And just to let you know, I'm not racist. All my cat's black. Just so you know, my last name is Black, my kitty cat's Black, and I love people. See, my little boy one time, I think I've shared the story, we have three orphanages in Africa, uh, Uganda, and of course all the people there are black, and my son's seen all these kids thanking us and singing and dancing, and one time, my kid's pretty smart, he asked me, he goes, Daddy, am I black? Now, my kid's smart. He wasn't talking about skin color. I just thought that was such a fascinating question. And I said, yes, in a way, we're all black. You know, black is, a, uh, you know, I went on, to, our last name is black and what that means. Uh, and skin color is nothing more than, I teach my kids this. And I want you to know that, that our kids are raised in an environment that we create. And in that environment, kids create what's called belief systems. By the time a child is five years old, a majority of their map of reality is in place, those belief systems. Because we're little meaning makers, and that's where logotherapy comes in. And the significance of the passage of time is big. Significance of the passage of time. Why, why, do I, why do I know that phrase? John, why do I know that phrase, significance of the passage of time? The governor and I, and we were all um, doing a tour of the library here and um, talking about the significance of the passage of time, right? The significance of the passage of time. So when you think about it, there is great significance to the passage of time in terms of what we need to do to lay these wires, what we need to do to create these jobs. And there is such great significance to the passage of time when we think about a day in the life of our children. What? A day in the life of our children is the significant passage of time. Now, what's cool is I'm getting ready to bring on a guest. He'll be with us for this segment, next segment. And uh, this gentleman is a total stranger. This gentleman reached out and called me based on a referral. We are by referral only in 30 years. Nobody's ever been to my training that wasn't referred by somebody else. And so this gentleman calls me up, or I call him up. We talk. He doesn't know me from Adam. I tell him we have a class. He said, short notice. I can't put together funding by then. I said, don't worry about it. Get to class. We can worry about everything else later. Now, this guy didn't know me from Adam. It sounded too good to believe. Now, what's the guilt here? What's the, what does he want from me? 
And, you know, I've offered that to thousands of people over years, and maybe half of them have taken me up on it. So this gentleman shows up, and he goes through class. And I fell in love with this man. Uh, he's a good man. He's got a good heart. He's a brother from another mother. He's a Christian. Uh, and a man who I have a lot of respect for. He was one of my leaders in class. So I thought I would bring into your world someone who came into my world. And with the significance of the passage of time, I think both of our worlds are better. So let's welcome the Like It Matters Raider, Mr. Woods. Mr. Woods. How you doing, brother? Hey, how's it going? Pretty good. How are you? Is it a great, is it a great day to be alive? <laughs> Absolutely. Amen. Yeah. That's right. Now you're uh, you're at work, so I appreciate you taking time at work uh, to to share with us. So, uh, you and I don't know each other. The first time we met was Thursday, uh, March thirty first, outside a hotel room in Dallas Fort Worth. Correct? Yes. No. No. In yeah. uh, Minneapolis, St. Paul. Oh, Minneapolis. I'm sorry, Dallas Fort Worth. Sorry, you're absolutely correct. What's he thinking, man? What's he smoking? No, in Minneapolis. That's right. So, tell my listeners, how did you get there, and what brought you outside my classroom in Minneapolis? Uh, well, I was referred by a, a childhood friend of mine who had gone through your class uh, maybe a few years ago. And what was the reason? I mean, you talked to her, you were talking to her about something, but what was the reason that she said you should go see Mr. Black? What what brought that about? Uh, I was having a few issues, you know, a few relationship problems and uh, a lack of focus. And um, she just told me that, you know, I went through this program. It really helped me out, helped my marriage. And I believe that this will help you and, uh, you know, it will change your life. And, and you were at a point where you were ready for some change, right? It, w- it wasn't a little thing. It was a big thing that you wanted, correct? Yeah, it was huge. Yeah, you. that's very important because you saw in your class we had eight people, and you really had three of the eight that really didn't want something huge. Uh, they were more driven by what they were afraid of. They were more driven by their past. They were more wrapped up in what was being done to them instead of what was being done in them. Uh, and so you saw that. You saw two people quit. You saw one woman who never really committed, but she finished the process, so she got one of my lower certificates. So you all had the same opportunity, right? Yes, sir. You all were in the same class, correct? Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, the same time. You got my point? You all had the same opportunity, the same equality, the same equity, and yet you and four others accomplished so much more than those other three. And that's a fair statement, correct? Yes, absolutely. Yeah, that's cool. I just want to make sure we understand that because there's a lot of people that think that when someone doesn't get what everybody else got, that there's something wrong, that the system was against them. You saw that my system was set up to push everybody, that my system was set up to put a lot of pressure on, that my system was set up for people to to be successful in an uncomfortable environment. You chose to take advantage of it. You chose to accept my offer. You chose not only to show up, but you chose to put your ego aside. You chose to put your your beautiful future wife, uh, her her needs above yours. You chose to put the needs of your kids above yours. And that's what I'm telling you, Mr. Woods. I fell in love with you. Uh, and again, I mean a purely heterosexual way. You know that. You know that. I, uh, not that there's anything wrong with that. But I'm just saying. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But so let me ask you five minutes into it because you didn't know me at all. You didn't know anything about this. You were in a place of need. Uh, you were in a place that you were hoping that this would work, uh, and you listened to your friend uh, Jahira, and you drove from Wisconsin 
uh, out here to this thing, and supposedly some strange dude was going to take care of your hotel and meals. What does he want from me? Right? All that crap. None of it went into play. You showed up. So be honest. Five minutes into it, what were you thinking? What was going through your head? Uh, the first five minutes, I really, I was kind of just uh, uh, skeptical. I was more skeptical yeah. than anything, but uh, I yeah. really trusted Jaira. Yeah. You know, and uh, yeah. as, because you know she's my friend, so when she referred to yeah. me, uh, when I got there, I, I just really just trusted her. Good, and and like I said, it's intense, right? It's an intense class, yes. Yes, sir. Extremely. And I push but, and I'm pretty good at pushing buttons, aren't I? I push buttons, don't I? <laughs> yes, yes, you're great at yeah. it. Yeah, and the reason being, not to be mean, because I want to be like the world. I want to put pressure on you, like a pressure test, like a stress test, because you can tell a man's religion in time of despair. And in the past, people like you and I, who are good people, we have done things that we're not proud of. I know you've shared some things, I've shared some things, but that's not who we are. That's just things we did in the past. But today we're a different person and we're doing different things, and we don't allow ourselves to have that freedom. And so at some point, the training takes over. At some point, you get out of your head. At some point, you start getting more involved with what's going on in the class and less focused on me. Where did that shift take place where all of a sudden you found yourself getting into it more, where it kind of enveloped you, took over? Where did you notice that shift taking place? Uh, I want to say the first day. Uh, yeah. After the first night, I was really just – uh. I saw where it was headed. Yeah. So you were hopeful. And, and uh, yeah, I was extremely hopeful. Yeah. Uh, because you had had some things. You've had some things in the past. Uh, you've had some things that you've been through and done uh, that don't represent you well, that have made your life a little more difficult today, correct? Are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yes. Yeah, that's okay. So, I mean, we all make choices, and the consequences from those choices sometimes can continue on for a while. And so just like everybody else, you had some of those things, and sometimes we can lose hope. We can believe we can't get out from under this rock. Uh, I'm never going to be able to overcome my past. Uh, have you ever said things like that? Have you got to a point where you felt like there's nothing you can do to change the path you're on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially, you know, from my background and the things that I've been through, uh, I automatically feel like I have, you know, uh, strikes against me. Yep. And so when you go into something, you're expecting to be rejected. You're expecting if people find out about my past, if I was in jail or prison or whatever, and they're going to look at that, and then all of a sudden they're going to reject you. So, man, it, it's really hard to commit anything when you're wondering when the other shoe's going to fall, correct? Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah, and that, show, that shows up in our relationships, and it shows up uh, with our kids as well. Your 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 girlfriend was at graduation, uh, and what did you want her to see? When she was there, you knew she was there. What was important for you to see that she saw in you at graduation? Uh, vulnerability um, and, you know, actual change. The fact that I was actually stepping outside of my comfort zone and uh, and seeking help. The fact, Yeah, just the fact that I was actually uh, accepting of help. Yeah. And that was big. By the way, I saw her at graduation, uh, and she had uh, the emotion. She was proud of you. Uh, she looked at you with love. Uh, what What do you think she's noticed different this week? Uh, 
I've been more intimate with her. Uh, and I mean, not sexually, but just intimate, just, yeah. you know, more, uh, more open with her and more vulnerable with her, uh, more affectionate. Uh, the way that I speak to her has been differently. You know, it's been, it's been a lot. Yeah. And she responds that she responded to that. Well, yes. Ah, oh, that's so cool. And you know, that intimacy, and we want to talk about this after the break. We're getting ready to go to a hard break. But that intimacy is an interesting word, and we talk about it a lot. You know, it's a it's a phonetically understood word. Into me see. See into me. And what happens, we have a lot of men, a lot of women now, they we shut ourselves off. We put our ego around us, we, we nothing gets to us, we don't cry, we're okay, we you know, all this stuff. And that's not a woman wants. Uh, that's not what our kids need, and that's not the reality of life. And so stay with us, uh, Mr. Woods. We're, we're going to come right back after three minutes. Today on Like It Matters Radio, we're talking about this process of being a conduit, about living a life of significance. And with us is a recent graduate from Team 233. We'll be right back. Have a little faith, baby. Have a little faith. Thanks, brother. Leadership Awakening impacts even the seasoned pros. Take a listen to these comments from Kevin, who recently attended Leadership Awakening. I've struggled with a lot of things. I've been in so many different trainings, followed Tony Robbins, John Maxwell, all these great self-development gurus, but I have never went through a training as difficult and as intense as that 48 hours that we went through. What we went through was absolutely amazing, and I'd love to share it with as many people as I could. I kept being told on how intense this training was going to be, that it was going to be difficult. And I mean, I've walked on hot fire. I've broken arrows. I've walked on glass. I've done so many things. I thought, how hard could this be? Well, the number one thing that I gained from Leadership Awakening was another level of awareness. If you're ready to go to another level of awareness, go to likeitmatters.net. Just click on Schedule to register for the next Leadership Awakening class near you. That's likeitmatters.net. Soaking up the sun in Fiji, walking through the Sculpture Garden in Minneapolis, or standing in awe at the Grand Canyon, we're where you are. Listen to Freedom 1570 at odyssey.com or with the free Odyssey app. Come to the Gun and Knife Show, Saturday, April 9th and 10th. Buy, sell, and trade new and used antique and modern firearms. The Gun and Knife Show at the Hossie Arena in Lakeville, April 9th and 10th. Go to CrocodileProductionsInc.com for show info. That's CrocodileProductionsInc.com. Often the size of the fish grows each time you tell the story. The roller coaster gets a little taller. And the starry night sky gets even starrier. That's because the magic of some Minnesota moments is hard to put into words. The memories that become part fact, part feeling, but 100% real. Plan your dream trip at ExploreMinnesota.com. Sponsored by Explore Minnesota Tourism. Aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. Take a listen to this comparison of other training to Leadership Awakening. For probably two-thirds of my 30-year law enforcement career. I spent time in supervision and management, so I've been to a lot of leadership training. Been there, done that, got the t-shirt. I went to a leadership course in California where I worked, and it's an eight-month program. I went through that program. I went back later on as a facilitator, so I, I taught leadership. What we did in class was completely different than any other leadership program that I've been through. I mean, in 48 hours of leadership training in your program, it was just, it was dynamic. It was intense. 
It was powerful. You know, it was, it was amazing. It was amazing. Leadership Awakening. Change your heart. Change your mind. Change your life. Go to likeitmatters.net slash schedule for the next Leadership Awakening. Welcome back to Like It Matters Radio. Radio, Like It Matters, inspiration, education, and application. I am Mr. Black, and I had a text from a listener. Yeah, go to likeitmatters.net, likeitmatters.net. That is where you can read about our leadership training. Our next class is two weeks from today. It's in Dallas-Fort Worth, April 21st through 23rd. Uh, we will be in Vegas, May 12th through 14th, back in Dallas, June 9th through 11th. Uh, and then we'll be back in Minneapolis, St. Paul on June 30th through July 2nd. Uh, I'm looking forward to spending some time up there. So go to likeitmatters.net. You can read all about it in 48 hours. That will forever change your life. And today we're, we got a guest joining us, uh, Mr. Woods, who, uh, basically never heard Like It Matters Radio, never knew who Mr. Black was. Uh, he had a friend of his from high school, a uh, Jahira, who had went through my training a couple years ago after her husband went through. Uh, Mr. Woods was uh, struggling. He told his friend, and his friend said, hey, you should check out Like It Matters. And he, we talked, and he changed schedule, and we got him to class, and he is now reaping the benefits, the consequences of that choice. So let's welcome back Mr. Woods to Like It Matter Radio. Thanks again for joining us, my friend. I appreciate it. No problem. Thanks for so now's me. a big – oh, you're welcome. So now is a big question. 48 hours in the world of Mr. Black. Uh, what would you say? If you had to pinpoint something right now, what's the biggest takeaway, the biggest benefit you feel you've gotten from the class so far? Uh, more drive, more focus, uh, uh, a different, a different heart. It's just yeah. as crazy as that sounds. Like really, like honestly, a different heart. Yeah, that's so cool because this is inside out training, isn't it? Yes. We went to the inside. And that's why early on it didn't make sense. Remember early on, like, what does this have to do with leadership, right? What does this have to do with my struggles, with my girlfriend, with my kids? Because I, I have you fill out that handout at the end, share your fire, and briefly share what your biggest block in life or business was before attending. You said, I believe that making myself vulnerable and transparent was my issue. Now, here's what's incredible. You just said the biggest change is your heart. And that's where it ties into the belief that making myself vulnerable and transparent was my issue. And once you change your heart, that changes. You look at people different. Have you noticed this week you're treating people different? Have you noticed that? Yes. Yes. I'm definitely uh, more gentle. Yep. And not just with your wife, uh, your your girlfriend, hopefully someday wife, right? Uh, and your kids. Right. But with p people you deal with at work, with people you pass on the street. Have you noticed all that? Yes. Yeah, without a doubt. Uh, and let me ask you, what about the class? Because we had eight people, and to be honest with you, some of them were really tough to love, but eight people uh, and four staff, so 12 people in that room we started with, uh, and then we ended with 10. But they were all walks of life, all income levels, uh, all different traumas and dramas, all different belief systems. And how close did you guys get in that process? What did you experience in there, Mr. Woods? Yeah, we all became family. Uh, we came as strangers and left the family. Yep. Yep. And, and, and people of different skin color, right? You're black. I'm white. If people don't know that, right? Uh, some people believed in the God of the Bible. Some people didn't, right? Um, you right. had, uh, someone that's very, um, 
promoting and very dogmatic about the homosexual lifestyle, which, again, we loved on her still. Someone with medical conditions uh, uh, that really kept her from uh, functioning at a, the level that she wants to function at. Uh, we had people that were uh, conservative and people that were liberal. We had people from the West and people from the East, uh, right? All different backgrounds. And when you guys realize that we're all the same, that we might look different, but we're all the same, that's what you experienced in that class, correct? Yes, sir. Yeah. And then what can you do differently with that? What would, what would you tell people that are listening? You know, you, you, you showed up to this class you knew nothing about. You trusted a stranger on the phone, no strings attached. I told you we'd take care of you. We took care of you. Everything I said to you was true, correct? Yes, absolutely. So these people are listening right now. Some people are listening to me for seven years all over the world. They don't know. They think I'm just talking some talk. So what would you tell people listening? One, should they go to our class? Why should they go? So what would you say to people listening right now? Uh, yeah. And I would say, uh, I would say, you know, invest in yourself. Uh and just have an open mind and an open heart when you go into it because you're definitely going to walk out a completely different person. Yep. Yep. And and now you look at people different. You respond to people different. You, uh, you know, I love that process. I was telling Kim, she was on the phone with me yesterday on the radio show, and I told her one of my favorite things that we do in that process is that thing that I call the circle process. Not the intense stuff that happens before and after it, but when you go around the group and you just – pierce into each other's soul you know you're six inches away from nose to nose to eye to eye you're looking at each other's soul and i say this is the living breathing human being that this person has desires they have dreams they have pain and fear they want to love and be loved just like you do that process really causes you to look at people different doesn't it yes sir uh, and look at yourself different as well because we're all living, breathing human beings. We all have pain and hurt. Hey, before I let you go, I appreciate you. I know you're at work and you took some time off, took a break. Um, anything uh, you'd like to share with our listeners? Any questions for me? Anything you'd like to say to me? No, no questions. I would just like to thank you for allowing me to you know, come. Uh, it was a great experience. And, you know, like I said before, if anybody has the opportunity to go, I would, uh, I would encourage you to do so. Amen. Amen. Well, Mr. Woods, as you know, I'm here. You got my phone number. I texted your scripture this morning. Uh, we talked before we uh, knew each other. We talked to go to class, and now we're talking. So uh, you and I are brothers from another mother. We both follow the same God. Uh, so if there's anything I could do, good day, bad day, indifferent, you let me know, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you very much. All right, but God bless you, my friend. We'll talk soon. You also. Thanks. See, ladies and gentlemen, there's two vessels we can be in life. We can be a cistern or a conduit. A cistern is something that holds things. It's your bank account. It's your 401k. It's your IRA. It's the mattress under your bed where you stash all your cash. It's that safe in your house where you put away all that stuff for your rainy day. Uh, it's that third house, that second vacation home, your fourth trip on a vacation this year. As you look around and see a lot of people struggling. You see a lot of America falling apart. You see a third of people struggling emotionally and mentally. You see people like me that have three orphanages in Africa where the kids are starving. They're losing their homes because we can't get funded. You know, there's a lot of ways that we could help people. And it comes down to how do you want to be remembered? You know, planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. And there really is something about the significance of the passage of time. 
Because planes crash and people die. It's a fact of life. And the environment that you create begats. See, if you were to plant carrots in a field, you would get carrots. If you were to walk through in a winter in, in Minneapolis and there's snow on the ground and the tra- trees are bare and there's no leaves but there's just icicles all over them. And you walk along this big old area and there's trees everywhere and you're sure you're in some type of an orchard but you're not sure what it is. And you're walking along in the two-foot snow. And then you walk and your your ankle twists a little bit. You feel like you stepped on something. And so you you move the snow away. And Ouch. you pull out, you see three or four little rotted apples underneath the snow. You know what assumption you would make? That you're in an apple orchard. Logical. Logical. Because apples come from apple trees. Carrots come from planting carrot seeds. Cucumbers come from planting cucumber seeds. What are you planting? And as a cistern, you're planting success for yourself. As a cistern, you're taking everything that everybody gives you and you're holding on to it. But as a conduit, you touch people's lives. As a conduit, you take how God has blessed you and you make it a blessing to other people. I'd like to thank people like Mike Taylor and Brett Wassell and David Geis and, uh, you know, Jim Kinney uh, and uh, Justin Tucker and Ray Paris. These are people who fund my ministry. These are people who help me pay my bills. These are people who keep my orphans in Africa alive. These are people that help me bring water to villages. These are people that allow me to let someone like Mr. Woods, who I've never met, who has a a felonious past, who has a lot of poor choice in the past, who lives in the world where says black is against white. And here's a black man and a white man. And black man accepted a gift from the white man. The white man put up $2,000 in all his gifts and talents. And what did the black man put up? Trust, vulnerability, openness, commitment. That's how we come together. We don't focus on the differences. We focus on the similarities. And then we realize that that person is no different than us. That by the grace of God, there go I. And so you see a need, you meet a need. And then you let God be God. You are under construction on the Like It Matters radio network. I am Mr. Black, helping you become more hopeful about your future, reminding you, when you live your life like it matters, it does. This is a big deal. This is going to be a changing day in your life. Yeah, obviously. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. 
with in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com, salemnow.com.